Cheers. And. Something different. No, say like, hey, people. What's up, peeps? It's the baby mamas. <laughs> yeah. Is that how you want me to start it? Much better. Okay. Okay. What's up, peeps? Uh, I'm Jackie. I'm Angie. And we're the baby mamas. No, and then you say that every time, too. We what? need to get out of routine. Isn't this We whole... can't have lesbian bed podcast death this early. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll come up with a better way to start. I'm really sorry. Anyway, um, so I'm not pregnant. We know this. If you listened to the last episode, we found out that I'm not prego. And to her credit, she knew it before we had proof. It's true. I'm very in touch with my body and people kept saying, I don't know. You know, like, it's too early to test. And I was like, I'm not fucking pregnant. I don't find, like, I find it very annoying when people continuously tell me that I'm pregnant when I'm so sure that I'm not. Well... My, I was never telling you that you were pregnant. I was just saying, try to be positive. Um, how do you feel about the fact that I'm not pregnant? Well, that's hard to answer. I feel okay about it. I'm kind of bummed, obviously. I'd rather you be pregnant than not. But if you were pregnant, we wouldn't be able to do this drunk podcast right now. <laughs> so I think it works in our favor. Yes, we have had a few drinks because I am not carrying a child, therefore I can have some alcohol. You hear that, people? No FASD here. And we're drinking the weirdest stuff because we've because we're on the baby budget. We've decided that we're gonna go through all of the liquor that we have left over from our wedding. So tonight's alcohol <laughs> alcoholic beverage is uh spiced rum. And coconut water, which, surprisingly, doesn't taste like garbage. And I'm drinking mystery alcohol from a random flask that I haven't used in about five years. So we'll see how I feel in about ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> She'll probably get botulism. No big deal. But you didn't ask me how I feel about not being pregnant, Jackie. How do you feel about not being pregnant, Angie? It's the worst! No, I'm just kidding. Well, it's kind of the worst, but it's not... I'm not as like hopeless and despondent as I was when we were trying with our known donor mm. and I'm not sure if that's because I know that we can try again and that there's sperm waiting at the clinic for whenever we're ready mm-hmm. or if it's like I don't know if I feel like I'm doing I have more control over the situation well we do and we have better odds and and things are kind of more in our favor now so I I feel like I feel like, not that I'm going to put all of my hope on next month, but I do kind of feel like we have more reason to believe it'll be even more effective because we've practiced this once and we've learned that maybe there's a few more indicators that we need to pay attention to. We listened to, specifically, um, episode 43 of Lesby Mommies. and It's all about uh, charting, 
charting and timing. Mm-hmm. So, so basically what the, I mean, you should just listen to it because their podcast is really informative, but they talk about how the, I don't know what you call it, the fertility industry is geared towards people who have, mostly have free access to sperm. And they don't really consider the fact that not everybody's body works the same way. So the standard, wait until you get your positive ovulation, call us, we'll, and then you come in the next day and we'll inseminate, is assuming that you that everybody releases an egg within 12 to 24 hours after they get the um, surge. That's not really the case for everybody. So that the great part about that podcast, aside from making us terrified that we're doing everything wrong... Um, gave us a bit of some more information about how to track your own body signs so knowing like Ansha's now started temping which she wasn't doing before mostly I think because she couldn't remember to do it but now it's like okay well now there's another indicator of when things are happening and paying more attention to um cervical mucus and stuff well, like I that. Well I was always paying attention to my cervical mucus jacket. <laughs> <coughs> well it's pretty nice mucus so <laughs> I don't blame you. Um gross by the way. Who doesn't like egg whites? No, no, stop, stop. <laughs> um, I was paying attention to my mucus, but I do. I wasn't temping just because I didn't really understand it, and I felt like it was unnecessary if I was taking the ovulation strips. I was like, well, that's going to tell me when I'm ovulating. Why do I need to also temp to also have it show me when I'm ovulating? But it shows temping is closer to when the egg is actually released, whereas the ovulation test strips are just showing when the surge is happening indicating that soon there will be an egg released but soon could be anywhere between like 12 and 36 hours so and and everybody that talks about this talks about how if you're doing IUI timing is the most important thing but it's not a science it's really not a science like there's a window but most clinics just operate on just come in the next day Instead of really pinpointing exactly when the egg is released so that you can know for sure that you're inseminating at the right time, at the best time. So we're doing our best to kind of mediate that. But it's really frustrating because I feel like we shouldn't be the ones figuring this out. It should be the fertility clinic that we're paying all this money to to be like, just so you know you're not necessarily going to ovulate 24 hours after therefore do these things here's a package like here's a chart start charting there was no guidance no and it does it does seem like it it seems like they're still just mostly concerned about money they don't seem i mean they're they're nice and they're helpful to a point right but it's like you know we're doing what we said we we're going to do and it's like no but you could do more and and now hearing that there's more information out there about pinpointing exactly when eggs are released and trying to figure out what's normal for each person instead of just what the average person does. Um, it's kind of disappointing to not get that kind of support and guidance. Um, so it's a bit of a bummer. I'm not trying yeah, to and I don't know if, it, if it's because we didn't choose the right fertility clinic or what it is. I'm pretty sure this is the standard. I don't think it's just, I mean... Yeah, I mean, I don't really know. I guess I'm not I'm not an expert at this. We're still new. Anyway, but we've had a really big week in other ways as well. Have we not? I think we have. But first, let's go get more alcohol. Okay! <laughs> a party super party. <laughs> a party of two in the weirdest fort you've ever seen. 
We are trying to get really good sound, so we've constructed a fort <laughs> in our dining room that involves several different pieces of foam, a Swiffer handle held between Jackie's legs holding up a blanket which goes over top of us, our cat tower covered in blankets, a music stand covered in blankets, and a tiny computer desk that's teetering in the balance of <laughs> all of this. <laughs> So we're really trying to isolate the sound, but it's really difficult in our apartment because our apartment is quite large. Ugh, our apartment's so big. We have such problems. About not being pregnant, I feel... I felt okay because I knew that I wasn't pregnant, but today I got really jealous. Of who? Just pregnant women in general. Yeah. It's like... Sometimes I want to just fast forward to the part when we have a baby, but then I really want to see you pregnant and like experience it together. But you still haven't really, so you feel fine and then you felt jealous? Yeah. Jealous of who? I just don't want to hear about more people getting pregnant. It's not even people that are already pregnant or people that have babies. It was just like if someone else tells me that they're pregnant and they just got pregnant, then I'm, I'm, you know what it is? I'm just really jealous of people that have free access to trying every month free without yeah freaking out about stuff because for us there really is a limit <laughs> i hope that they're acknowledging well i don't even know what i'm talking about i just hope that they know how lucky they are That's you know all. what let's not worry about other people just <laughs> focus on us who cares about them focus on us in our weird fort <laughs> so jackie why don't you go first and talk about your coming out experience? Yeah, let's get more into this whole queer bit of this story. So many moons ago when I was just a young girl, <laughs> um, no, I didn't really know I was gay until maybe grade 12. I kind of had an inkling. What it, I gave mean, you that inkling? Well, it's one of those things where you look back and you're like, I should have known. I mean, when I was like, oh God, I think I was in like grade six or seven the girl next door and I were like best friends and then we used to pretend to be <laughs> we used to pretend to be a couple <laughs> used to and pretend to be lesbians pretty much yeah and would like have sleepovers and we never really did anything but it was just sort of like this idea that we were romantic but yeah in grade 12 there was a, a person that I sort of I guess you could say experimented with and that kind of gave me a hint and then I went off to music school. I was in college studying music and uh, joined a gay choir. <laughs> Sorry. It you wasn't... joined a gay choir before you were gay? Yeah. It wasn't just a gay choir. It was a gay, lesbian, and supportive singing youth choir. So I was like, yeah, I'm just a supportive singer. Like, most of my friends from high school were gay. So I was like, yeah, of course I would be supportive. And I love singing with these people. And um, it was kind of through that process. We went on some trips, and I kind of ended up dating a girl from the choir. You um, kind of ended up well, dating her? I ended her. up dating a girl <laughs> from the choir. And had a three-year relationship. No. You're not thinking of the right person. Oh, oops. Yeah. Yeah, so it was kind of like a slow process. I think one of the first people I came out to was probably my friend Lindsay, because she was already out, and also my choir director, because we were very close at the time, and you know she had been through it and I trusted her and it was nice to talk to somebody who wasn't a teenager about it and who had a bit more perspective 
slowly I told my family members. I'm pretty sure I told my brother and sister first. Did you tell them together or separately? You know, it's funny. You think you'd remember something like that, but I don't. I don't actually remember. Oh. Yeah. You don't remember what, like, your brother's reaction was or... I just remember my brother and sister being really supportive and cool about it. Um, And then, of course, my sister ended up telling my dad because that's kind of what she does. (laughs) Um, But I told my mom and... I think she struggled with it. I think it was hard for her to understand at first. She kind of she kind of surprised me because I really didn't think she would care. Because honestly, with the, the time I came out, my parents already had a grandkid. <laughs> so there was no like, oh, no, grandkids and marriage and stuff. And like maybe they wanted that stuff for me anyway. And maybe at that point, you know, however many years ago that was, it still felt like it wasn't possible because gay marriage wasn't legal then and gay adoption wasn't really a big Thing. And it's not something that people that aren't, it's not like if it's not on your radar, you don't really know about it. So most of my friends were supportive. <laughs> Kelsey was probably the funniest. Um, she's my best friend in high school and she, a lot of our friends were gay. There was like something in the water at our high school or something. But I took her to the skate park, which is where we always went together. And I was like, okay, like, I need to tell you something. And she just looked at me. I was like, are you fucking gay, too? <laughs> and I said, yes. And she was like, oh. You said yes to the gay. But the funny thing is that she just didn't care. She was just like, oh, okay, whatever. And I think people didn't really know what to think about it when I came out because I guess I present as very femme and had never really... I, I think maybe it's just the outward appearance that people are always like, what? And like, I've gotten it for my whole life. Like, really? You're, like, I used to work at a gay bar and people would, gay people would be like, oh my God, you have to work with gay people all the time? What's that like? And I'd be like, well, since I'm one of them, it's fine. Like, I'm at a gay bar. Why am I, I'm not incognito here. Um, but yeah, my dad actually was probably one of the most supportive right out, of the gate when he when when my sister told him and then he called me um what did he say when he called you he said this is what I remember and I don't know what he remembers but this is what I remember I remember my dad saying Jack I don't care all I want is for you to be happy that's the only thing that matters to me and then I remember him my dad said you know do you know like people ask like is it weird? And like my friends and stuff were like, is it, is it weird having a daughter who's gay? And he's like, and my dad, I just remember my dad saying like, no, it's not. I mean, did I always assume my daughter would be with a man? Yeah. But and I'm totally paraphrasing. Um, but essentially the message that he sent me was, I don't care. I want you to be happy as long as you're happy that's all that matters and he was just supportive right out of the gate and I didn't really know what to expect from my dad because I think we didn't we weren't like really really close when I was a teenager we had our struggles and um, my parents split up when I was 13 so we kind of had a rocky on again not on again off again relationship but like sometimes we were close sometimes we weren't and I think we had a really hard time understanding each other at that point so when he when he was really supportive it was it was kind of amazing (laughs) and now my dad and I are super close and it's awesome all three of my parents love us so much and we're very lucky to have so many parents (laughs) I guess yeah Mm -hmm. they do they're really super supportive and it's really awesome to have 
extra family since mine is kind of shitty <laughs> in some aspects. Yeah. Great in some. Well, I don't even know if I can say that. How depressing is that? Let's just say that they've done their best with what they had. Some of them. Yes. Yeah. I think that's maybe the nicest way of putting it. So what was your coming out process like? Well, I lied about being with women for a long time. and To yourself? To myself? No. Who are you lying what was to? I, how would I lie to myself? Be like, well, I mean, you were she's lying. a woman, but You were lying it's a man. because the person you were dating wasn't out. I'm assuming. Is that not right? No. Well, my first girlfriend was when I was like 16 and we hid it from the majority of our friends because we were worried about what they would think. Um, So we just sort of like kept it between us and then we told a couple key friends who we could trust and then eventually we broke up and I got together with someone else and this was when I was in my early 20s. And so my mom was kind of, she was around a lot. And so it was a hard time explaining why me and my friend lived in a one bedroom apartment and shared a bedroom. But I told my mom that I, because student loans looked at where you lived, that if we had a one bedroom apartment, both of us would get more student loans. So that was my big lie. I was like, Oh, it's just because of Honestly, student loans. Honestly, I don't think you even needed to say anything because your mom wanted to believe that you were straight so badly. You could have been, like, making out in front of her and she still would have been like, nope, she's straight. I don't have a gay daughter because that's gross. Yeah, that's true. It's yeah. very true. Because, yeah. um, I mean, Ange wasn't out when I met her. She wasn't out to her mom. No. and Or her brothers. No. Yeah. And that's what I was going to get to is that I think me coming out was a huge part of it was you because part of me was like fuck my family they don't support me I felt very disconnected from my brothers who are a lot older than me and it's like they're three boys and And they've had their own struggles and I mean everybody in your family really has had their own struggles I that's how I see your family is so fractured because they're all kind of just trying to figure it out yeah so we're all living our own lives very separated whenever we come together it's extremely tense and um stressful yeah and so what ended up happening is that you and I actually broke up and I don't really know why even looking back on it now my brother just showed up at my house I was just so fucking sad and so upset about Jackie and I having broken up don't worry folks there's a happy ending (laughs) (laughs) and he just came and he's like what's wrong and I just told him the whole thing. I was like, I'm with this girl and blah, blah, blah. We're broken up and blah. And he didn't really care about the gay thing at all. But he just wanted me to be happy. And He's always been really supportive of us. He's yeah. been great, actually. He's been really great. And then he decided that I really needed to tell my mom. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, mm. he facilitated he it. I also had been pushing because I really, at that point, was very much wanting to live openly and not hide. And at that point, I was actually starting to meet Angie's family and be around them. And it felt so uncomfortable after years of being out to all of a sudden jump back in the closet. And I was just like, I can't do this. I can't live like this. I don't want to pretend to be your friend. And it was hard. It was really hard for Angie to come out to her mom. 
I left it and kept being like, oh, I'm going to do it at this point. I'm going to do it at this point. And I kept sort of setting dates or setting ideas in my mind into how I was going to tell her. But then eventually it was my brother who just facilitated this situation. He was like, you need to tell mom. And uh, so come over here. I told her that you, you need to talk to her about something important. I think I was actually already on my way. Like I was going over to visit him and her. And I got there and she was just sitting on the couch like, what is this important thing you need to talk about with me? And I was just like, uh. and my brother goes, yeah, you guys talk, see ya, and left. He wasn't even like there to sit by and support me and see how mom reacted. He was just like, bye, which I found really annoying. And yeah, but really it's, I mean, what was he going to do? That's kind of awkward. He could have sat there and supported me. It's not awkward if it's your family. Yeah, that's true. Well, he could have sat there and been like, mom. Angie has something to say to you and then I would have said it and he could have just been there yeah as my big brother I think it was really hard for him to like your brother's not good at sitting with things you know he's he he doesn't sit still he doesn't like stay put and I think he would have gotten really he would have probably gotten upset with your mom for the way she reacted well let me tell how she reacted Mm -hmm. that was foreshadowing So I sat there and she was like, what, what is it? And I couldn't get it out. And it felt like we were just sitting in silence for so long. And she was getting more and more uncomfortable. And for some reason I said, don't worry, I'm not pregnant, even though she probably wouldn't have been really happy that I was pregnant. That would have made her so much happier. Even though I was only 22 and I wasn't married. Um, <laughs> and then I just said, I think I'm kind of gay. <laughs> like, exactly. And she just cried. She cried her eyes out for about half an hour just sat there bawling and I was like just sitting there staring at her while she cried and cried and cried and didn't say anything for the longest time and I her crying completely kind of blacks out whatever she said afterwards Mm -hmm. so I don't know if it was I can't I feel like maybe she said you know it doesn't matter or something like that really but I don't know if I just invented that memory because clearly it does matter just because of her attitude ever since. Yeah, she's still not cool with it. She's not like, that's the thing that makes me so crazy about her is that she's not religious. She's actually a very staunch atheist. She believes in humanism. She has gay friends, but for me to be gay, she's so ashamed of it. She has male friends who are gay. It's That's such a thing. It's such a thing for women to be okay with gay men because they're fabulous and then think like, oh, lesbians, oh, that's gross. I think a lot of it for your mom comes from the fact that she finds just sexuality in general disgusting. Well, she had four kids. She can't find it that disgusting. The way your mom talks about sex, it's like it's the grossest thing on the planet. So for her (laughs) to even have to know about anything about your sex life is probably really traumatizing for her. But also, she has no positive association with her own sexuality as a female so I think for her imagining two women together is like the grossest thing she could ever think of and I mean every time she gets upset with Ange her homophobia comes out oh you and your little friend and like your girl she calls me her girlfriend which is so so belittling when we're married yeah so that was really rough and it was really hard because I felt like I felt responsible because Ange was despondent after she came out was to I? her mom yes I don't know if you remember a lot of this because this wasn't while we were broken up. This was when we were back no. together. Yeah, we were back together when, when I, you by came the time out, I told my mom. And you just were like, 
so upset because you were like she just cried i made my mom so up so unhappy and i mean anch has kind of been her mom's caretaker for the majority of her life her whole goal in life has always been to try and keep her mom happy and she did the one thing that made her so so sad so for her at that point it was really upsetting and and i it was really hard for me because i'm trying to say like it's okay this is a good thing meanwhile she's sobbing and her mom i wasn't sobbing I would you never cried. I did not cry you over cried. that. You cried. Oh my no, god. No, I didn't. You didn't Okay, you weren't sobbing, but you were really really upset. There is no way that I cried you did over cry. that. No. You did cry. No. Yes, you did. I do not trust your memory on this. You cried. We were standing in the entranceway or like right in front of the stairs near the bathroom, and then we went upstairs and you cried and I kept telling you it was going to be okay and she'd get over it, which was a lie because <laughs> she hasn't. Clearly. I mean, she came to our wedding. Well, then I had to tell my dad, who I kept from, kept it from for a very long time. Very long time. And I thought that he was going to be the one, because his family's very Catholic. He's always been very gaudy. Like Irish Catholic, like scary Catholic. And so I kept it from him. He didn't even know that I was with Jackie for our entire eight-year relationship mm-hmm. before we got married. And I didn't tell him until we got engaged. And so I sent him an email and was like dad you might be surprised by this but i've been in a relationship with a girl named jackie for the past eight years and we're actually planning on getting married and i hope that you can be happy for us blah 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 and he wrote back like the sweetest thing ever and he was like a dad always knows so happy for you guys love you both can't wait to meet her something like that and i was like oh my god all that time all that time of me being like i can't tell my dad when really he would have been probably fine with it. And my mom was the one who still is like, I'm not going to tell my family that you're married to a woman. What would they say? I'm like, I don't know. What would they say? Oh, cool. Congratulations. So um, Angie's mom has had many hospitalizations and many illnesses and many issues. Um, but she had cancer twice. And the second time, I was taking her mom to 90% of her appointments. And every doctor's appointment, we'd get there, and they'd be like, so you're, um, and she'd go, uh, uh, <laughs> and i go, I'm her daughter. I would just say, I'm her daughter, because I'm fucking here, and I'm the one taking her to these appointments, and I am her daughter. I'm acting like a daughter. And it just, like, every single time, there was this just this, like, moment where she couldn't figure out how to introduce me. It's like, I'm just a person. Like, it's so weird to me this like block that she has because honestly because it's unfounded because like i said she's not religious yeah there's no it's it's founded in you know common decency or like some archaic idea of like how people are supposed to be which she doesn't even follow herself so it, it doesn't make any sense but it used to really piss me off because i was like i have done so much for her i've sacrificed so much for her and she still doesn't treat me like an equal human being. I thought our drunk episode was going to be more fun. <laughs> <laughs> I told you we're not drunk enough yet. Okay, you know what, guys? It's time for another drink. Let's make this some more fun. We had another shot. Woo! What did we have? Sambuca? Sambuca. Thanks, John. It's like... <laughs> it's like... It's like licorice farting in your mouth. Yeah. Or licorice set on fire in your mouth. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah. I'm starting to feel a little tipsy. I feel like I'm slurring a little bit already. But um, it's okay because we're not 
pregnant. Good, well, Jackie. I'm never pregnant, so I'm always <laughs> allowed to be this tipsy. Another reason I should just tell you that another reason that we're celebrating is because I got, I'm not going to tell you what I do, but I'm going to tell you that I got signed off on at work. So That means that she, they were like, we trust you and you may still have your job. Yeah, but it was really <laughs> hard to get here and it was really not something I assumed I would get through because it was a very challenging process. So we're celebrating for multiple reasons. We're celebrating because Andrew's allowed to drink because we're not going to be negative about her not being pregnant. And we're celebrating because I have some job success. I'm not even done my probation. (laughs) I can quit my job. Jackie's going to pay for me to stay at home. (laughs) The most adorable thing that it made me so happy was that I told my dad and I was so excited. I called him. I was like, oh, my God, oh, my God, I got signed off. I got signed off. I got signed off early. And I'm so excited and I'm so relieved. And he was like, oh, that's great. And he was so excited for me. And then he was like, you just tell Angie she can get pregnant now because you're carrying the load. I can get pregnant. I can stay home. Jackie will pay for everything. No one ever said that. That's my dream. I know. I We just need a third. Anyone out there who wants to come into our relationship, get a little bit of affection, and work full time and contribute to the family. I just need another person in my marriage who will pay for everything so I can stay home with my baby. Another dream that we have. Oh my God. Is to have a commune we of just, lesbians. We d- no, it doesn't have to be lesbians. Oh. It just has to be people that we love who are awesome, who have babies, who just want to raise their family in, a f- in an environment where their kids can go to whoever's house. They'll always be looked after. And that we always hang out together and raise our children together like a big community. Yeah, I want to not know whose kids are whose and that there's kids just running around and they come in, they're like, hey, and they go into the fridge and they grab something and they run back outside to play with their cousin or their brother or whoever it is. I think that would just be amazing. And you don't have to worry where your kid's going because... Every house on the block is like your best friend and you trust everyone and you know the and kids are good. All the parents, they just got it. They're all over it. Everyone's involved. Everyone's excited. Group trips, big events, dinners together, all that shit. Maybe That's what I want. The occasional orgy. No. Oh. Oh. I guess me and Jackie need to have a discussion, but um <laughs> Yeah. So if you're interested in a lesbian applications commune, will be accepted. <laughs> No, it doesn't have to be lesbians, but I, you know, I most it, of our friends are women. And some of them have wonderful husbands that we true. accept. And I would, some of our friends are gay men who most of our gay man friends don't want kids. But it can't be a creepy commune. Like, it's not going to be one of those co- communes where we tell people what they're going to do. Like, no, 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 no. It's not going to be like no. the Duggars. It, oh. Let me talk about Joshua J. Duggar. Oh, oh my God. Okay. Oh, shit. It's going down. This is one of the topics that Ange is the most crazy weird about. So get ready, people. Buckle your seats. That doesn't make sense. And buckle your seats. <laughs> Side hug your neighbor. <laughs> Pray to Jesus. Go to the prayer closet because it's Duggar time. Put on your longest, ugliest jean skirt and make sure your hair looks as poofy and mousy brown as possible. <laughs> Number one, I have been watching the Duggars for a very long time. Fact, Jackie? Yes, and she says she's watching them for Homeland Security. I did say this, and I said this 
many many years ago did i not i don't know if she realizes that we're in canada and we don't have that here but she's still american so maybe she's confused they could come here <laughs> anyway the duggars so <laughs> who knows well we did have bountiful so so the duggars i watched them and i was like there is something fucked up with this family I know that they say that they're wholesome and they're Christian, and it's not just that they're wholesome and they're Christian that makes them fucked up, but there was another <laughs> layer, which I saw so many years ago because it was so clear to me that the family was not comfortable because even the affection that they would show to each other, they would like side hug each other, which is this sort of like shoulder to shoulder one arm around each other pull each other to the side situation so that you would not touch boobs against a man's chest and so that a man's genitalia weren't close to yours but they did this with family which i found very strange my theory is that that was all for tv and then as soon as the cameras went off they were like all genitals all the time (laughs) that doesn't make any sense no but it's true because look at josh duggar Okay. That's what he did. He was like, genitals, genitals, genitals. That's all I think about. God says genitals, and I say, yes, please. <laughs> Sister genitals, okay. Cheaty genitals, genitals. <laughs> Cheaty genitals? <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe the Uzo and Sambuca might be kicking in a little bit. Jackie just got drunk. Yeah, it just happened. Okay, so Jackie always used to harass me. She'd be like, why the fuck are you watching this creepy show? They hate no. us. No, 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 no. What I said was, why the fuck are you paying to watch this show? You're giving them money. That was the problem. That was the problem. You steal that shit because those people don't deserve your money. That was my... Okay, but here was the the trouble was, I couldn't download it. No one cares about this show. That's the point. It's so terrible that nobody cares enough to pirate it because it's garbage. So I had to pay for it. Just like the Duggars, human garbage. So what I did was I would watch it. I would pay for it. Yes, okay. And um, and then the scandal broke about him molesting his sisters, which actually the internet knew about so long ago because I remember reading on forums that there was this whole theory that he had molested somebody because... Jim Bob Duggar had mentioned at one point there was sin in the camp and that's why he didn't get to be some in some political office that he was running for. And then it comes out that he was molesting his motherfucking sisters and then now he's a cheater. And I find it just such, what's it called? Schadenfreude? Schadenfreude. Schadenfreude. <laughs> Don't I sound German? I just am relishing in his misery because he is such a fucking asshole. He worked for the FRC, who was right against LGBT rights, who believed that trans people going into the bathroom of their proper gender meant that they were only going in there to molest people. And it just, and then just ridiculous. Which is ridiculous coming from a molester himself. He deserves to suffer a lot, and I cannot. And that's why I like it so much, because he is suffering. He's suffering right now so badly. He came out in his public statement, and he said, I am the biggest hypocrite, because he fucking is. And what else could he say? 
Whoops. <laughs> I screwed up again. Hopefully God will be okay with this one too. I think I think Dan Savage's um, point about this was the best. That no, it's not okay that people hacked into AshleyMadison.com. If you want to have a fair an affair it's your own fucking business it's not that i'm a, a fan of cheating it's just that not just because somebody's on ashley madison does not mean that they're cheating without consent everyone assumes that every couple is monogamous that is not the reality and you can't assume to know the intricacies of another person's marriage beyond that it's nobody's fucking business what these people are doing i mean there are some people who are in completely sexless marriages or are in a marriage with somebody who's sick and can't has no ability to have sex or whatever who are trying to like stay what does Dan Savage say he says stay stay married and stay sane which I think in a lot of ways is a very like hard thing to do in a lot of marriages yeah I don't think that that's the case for Josh but <laughs> but that's the point is that people are looking at this going oh see isn't it great now that Josh Duggar's been exposed that all these people, these millions of people's information was hacked. No, it's not. It is great because Josh Duggar is not a private person. He's not a person that's not affecting other people's lives negatively. He was leading the charge against gay marriage. Thankfully, that motherfucker lost because he has no right to decide what other people get to do, especially when he's such a hypocrite. But beyond that, other people who are trying to do their own thing, mind their own business, have their own lives, don't deserve to have all of their information leaked. Although now I think Ashley Madison's going to have a real tough time because apparently like 95% of their people are men. <laughs> so 95% of their clients are men, yeah. But yes, I agree with you. Josh Duggar definitely deserved to be hacked. He deserved to be outed because he was trying to affect other people's lives with his bullshit that he obviously didn't even believe in. And then he put out a statement saying, I was a big hypocrite. I was secretly... Was, am. Yeah, I'm a big hypocrite. I was secretly had an addiction to pornography and Satan built a fortress in my heart and then took it back. He, re, he edited his statement and then took out the thing about p- pornography and the thing about Satan... Anyway, so he he put out the statement and then he's still trying to cover himself up. Like, it's such shit from this fucking family that was on TLC that was so wholesome. And it's just exactly what I thought it was when I first started watching it years ago. It's fucked up. So basically, this whole thing is just Angie going, I'm fucking right, okay. guys. I knew it. I, I knew totally it. knew it all along. I totally knew it all along. <laughs> <laughs> I heard a word today that really made me excited because the word was legitimately. <laughs> it's not even, it's a hybrid of literally and legit. I heard a term and it's called a hypocristian. A hypocristian! That's Josh Duggar is a hypocristian! Yes. All right, all right, all right. Should we talk baby names? Yes, let's talk baby names after another shot. We just did a shot. 
a shot that Angie made, which just in case any of you listeners ever end up in a situation where she's making a shot for you, just say no. Just say no, because she cannot do it. Yes, I can. No. I mixed Alizé and root beer schnapps, and it tasted like barbecue sauce. It was coconut Alizé and root beer schnapps. And it, she barbecue thinks it tastes, sauce. <laughs> to me, it tasted like medicine. And to it was me, it tasted gross. like you should put it on a burger and eat it. Wait, needless to say, we're a little sauced. Barbecue or otherwise. <laughs> right? We have reached... 340 listens so far according to podbean like is that in total or like per episode no that's in total so we're getting there we're not we haven't quite crossed the hump so slow burn if you're enjoying us so far please please tell your friends share it on facebook like us on facebook just search the baby mama's podcast you can i always post some interesting things on there each day about she says i because it's all her. it is all me yeah uh about pregnancy or even about anything that's like lesbian queer related reviews on itunes if you know anybody who th- you might think would enjoy this that would be cool so i'm gonna read one review that we have on itunes and it says you know what's lacking in podcasting women this show has two funny endearing women on it who just happen to be married you don't have to be a lesbian or mom or a lesbian mom to enjoy it. And thank you, whoever posted that. I think I know who you are, but that's awesome. And that's what we hope to get across, that you guys like us and that we sort of educate you on a little bit about lesbian pregnancy parenting situations. My hope for this podcast is that people will hear it and not feel so alone. It's not about education. It's just about knowing that, like, other people are out there dealing with the same stuff, trying to slog through the same ridiculous amount of information and figure out the best way to get pregnant, the cheapest way to get pregnant, the most effective way to get pregnant, the quickest way to get pregnant as a queer couple. Whether you're boys or girls or whatever, it doesn't, or even if you're straight and you have fertility issues, any of you people out there who are kind of going through the similar thing that we are. You're the people that I really want to, uh, to, to hear us because I want you to feel like you're not the only ones because it's a really weird, isolative thing to go through. Yeah, we got a message from someone a few weeks ago who has been listening to the podcast and they said that um, I've only listened to episode one and I find and I will find time to listen to two and three. But you're right. There's not a lot of concrete, sound, reliable information out there. So we are thankful that you have taken the time to put it out there. And so I think that that's awesome that someone's recognizing that we are trying to put out information, even if it's... Yeah, and this person even said the process is painful, puke-worthy. It's true. It's it's gut-wrenching. Well, what is our kid going to be named, Jackie? I want to name our kid. No, I want to say a suggestion. Shush. Oh my God, I have such a good one. Okay, well, I'll make it one and you tell me if you like it. And okay. then you make one, I'll tell you. I'll tell you if you like it. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, I have a suggestion and it was a, a name that I think I've invented because I don't think it existed before I thought of it. Uh-huh. And I think it's a great name for a boy. 
and it's Losias. L O X I A S. I guarantee you there's a Losias out there. A. B. I think we should name our future child Alize. <laughs> Let's just not do the podcast at all. <laughs> Your baby mama's 